0: Just before we start the show this week, a quick announcement to tell you that I've just published a free white paper on the future of corporate career sites. The very first digital marketing project I worked on was building a careers website back in 1999, and I've always been frustrated that the level of sophistication of careers websites hasn't moved on much since then, particularly when you consider the advances made in other areas of talent acquisition. The white paper is based on extensive research, looks at the important role of careers websites, examines what's been holding them back, and walks through a new model which is finally helping them to evolve. You can access the white paper instantly, no need to register or surrender your email address, at www.careerswebsiteguide.com future. That's www.careerswebsiteguide.com Slash future.
1: There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history.
0: Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 127 of the Recruiting Future podcast. It's fair to say that if you're in talent acquisition, then LinkedIn plays a very big part in your working life. Understanding how LinkedIn view the future, both of their product and of recruiting in general, is something that I know most of you will be very interested in. So with that in mind, I'm delighted that my guest this week is John Gerson, head of product for LinkedIn talent solutions. Enjoy the interview. Hi, John, and welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks so much, Matt. I'm really excited to be here.
0: My absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. My name is John Gerson, and I've been working on recruiting technology for a number of years now. In my current role, I'm the head of the product organization at LinkedIn Talent Solutions, which includes all of the products that LinkedIn sells to companies to help them hire, such as LinkedIn Recruiter, which is our flagship search product, allows you to discover talent throughout the LinkedIn network, as well as our jobs product that allows you to post jobs and will match those jobs to talent on LinkedIn, as well as a a number of media products that will help you build out your talent brand.
0: Obviously, lots of changes at LinkedIn in the last few years. Um, How has LinkedIn evolved since you've uh, been with the company?
1: a great question. You know, I've, I've been at the company for a couple of years now, and I've seen some pretty interesting changes. I'll call out just a couple of them. You know, I think LinkedIn as a broader platform has made the jump from kind of an older style social network to one that's enabled a lot of real time experiences on the platform. And I think that's a, a particularly interesting change. Consumers today are expecting more and more real time communication when they're being social online. And by lighting up some experiences like that, I think we've continued to meet expectations of consumers in a way that, frankly, not all social products have. So I'm very excited that we've made that change as a broader platform. LinkedIn Talent Solutions, I, I think, made a couple of very interesting changes over the last few years also. In particular... We used to not want to be identified as a jobs platform. You know we, we wanted to be seen as very different from older style job boards. But over the last few years, we've actually added a huge number of jobs on our platform. We have you know well over ten million jobs on the platform now. and you know we're very excited that we're building a very active group of job seekers on the platform and have a very healthy ecosystem there. There's another very exciting change that I think has a little bit more to do with the topic today around AI, in that our products a couple years ago actually thought about giving value to our customers by driving more engagement with them. So, for example, our recruiter product, the way that we thought about driving value in that product was by showing people that recruiters would want to contact at the top of search results without much regard for whether those people wanted to hear about the opportunity on the table. We've changed that in a big way. We now focus directly on who's most likely to actually get that job. And that's sometimes very different from the person that you'd want to reach out to in the first place. They're not necessarily the same candidate for every job anymore. And, By optimizing for who's actually going to get that job, we've driven up in-mail response rates considerably, as an example. You know, they, they started, when I started here, around 19% around there. They're pretty close to 36% now. And it's all because we're helping recruiters message people who want to hear from them, and are also very qualified. So so that bi-directional interest, I think that's one of the most interesting changes that we've made over the last few years.
0: Absolutely. And uh, perhaps to sort of dig a bit deeper into that. I mean, lots and lots of changes in, um, you know, recruitment technology and the way that companies are working. I mean, how's technology helping companies be smarter about who? and uh, how they hire?
1: Yeah, I think that's a, a great question. You know, there's a lot going on today and companies are trying a lot of things, especially as it pertains to AI. So I'll talk about, a little bit about what they're trying and then I'll talk about what I think works and, and doesn't work. You know, there are companies that are trying to optimize, for example, how they hire or optimize who they bring on to ensure kind of the highest performance once, uh, once people come on. They're also trying to optimize retention, so you know, hiring people who are more likely to stay a long time. And it turns out that I think some of these things work pretty well and some don't look as promising. So I'll give you one example, just retention, to pick on one of those three. It's a little bit of a different structure of problem than the other two in that to find out what happens in terms of employee retention, you have to wait years. Right? Because most employees will work at a company for a couple of years or so, and to find out exactly how long, you have to wait that long. And, and you have to wait that long for the data to become available. Now, all of these algorithms, all the AI that people are trying to build into their process to accomplish these goals of hiring, improving performance, improving retention, it all takes data, And in cases like retention where it can take years before you kind of get the data back about what actually happened, you can just see a lower cycle of innovation. It's a little bit slower uh, in that area. I think we're much more optimistic about AI as a way to improve how effectively you're hiring, how efficiently you're hiring. And a little bit about you know how to make sure that those people that you're bringing on board are going to be like the top performers that you have today and perform really well. So I think those are some some interesting examples.
0: Absolutely, and I think um, you know um, yeah there are some really interesting things that that AI can do and and data can do in the recruitment in the recruitment process. So uh, we're beginning to see sort of more companies use use data to sort of power uh, talent intelligence process to the way that they the way that they do things um are you seeing companies do that and um you know what 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 does that what does that look like from a linkedin perspective
1: yeah that's a great question i'm I'm glad you brought up talent intelligence i think it's a theme that we're very excited about at linkedin what it means to us is essentially that just the use of data to improve your recruiting process in in a couple of different ways so inside the products that you're using to hire we use data to improve the effectiveness of those products. And that's part of the story. The other part of the story is serving up data and insights and analytics on that data to people that are controlling the hiring process and executing the hiring process to help them do their job better. Uh, So for example, inside our recruiting products, again, I'll take recruiter as an example. We've built out some new features, for example, There are spotlights like likely to respond where we're using all of our insights about members and who they might be interested in as far as job prospects go. We're serving up the people who are most likely to engage with you as a recruiter under that spotlight likely to respond. And again, that's a lot of what's driven up in mail response rates by so much. Now there are other pieces that we're bringing into the the game too We're on the verge of launching a new Talent Insights product that we announced at Talent Connect last year. And this is kind of the other half of Talent Intelligence. We're very excited about it. It essentially takes all of the LinkedIn data, all of the insight that we have into the dynamics of the market, into the supply and demand of different kinds of talent on our platform, and serves up those insights to people to help them make better decisions.
0: And what kind of um, you know what kind of decisions would, would people be able to make from 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 the insights that the product uh, produces?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I think there's some very critical decisions that we can help get right. So in general, we're really focused on empowering executives to make very good decisions about how they're managing their workforce overall, and empowering recruiters directly on how to spend time most effectively, how to spend time with the right kinds of candidates and, and allocate their effort there. So as a couple of examples, you know, if you're thinking about opening up a new office in a new region, say you know, somewhere in, in continental Europe, our product will be able to show you the dynamics around the kind of talent that you're going to want to hire there. So you you identify a few skills that you'll need to hire for in those markets, and we can show you how difficult or how easy it might be to hire in a variety of different locations, how much talent is there in the first place. We can answer a lot of questions like that that help you figure out where to establish your next office. So that's one example. Another example of just how to allocate your time is, We can show you you what kinds of skills, what kinds of job titles in your existing workforce you're having an easier time hiring from, where those hires are coming from, or if you happen to be losing that talent, it's kind of hard for you to hold on to it. We can show you that, too. And so by examining across all the titles and all the skills that you need inside your workforce, we can show you which ones are kind of most of a struggle for you right now. And you can allocate more attention there. And we've actually seen a lot of customers in the very early phases of this product adopt it and, and start allocating spend, for example, on our talent media products to very quickly address problems that they're seeing in their hiring process in very specific areas.
0: So. One of the things that we we sort of talk about a lot on this on this podcast is actually the the, the future role of recruiters um, so with all this technology this the automation the, the the power of data and talent intelligence you know do you think that this technology has the ability to replace humans in the recruitment process or is there always a role for the for the human recruiter
1: It's a great question Matt and I totally understand where this question comes from I get it a lot myself. I don't think that that's going to happen. I think that recruiters, their jobs are going to be changing over time, but I don't think they're going to be going away, not for a very, very long time uh, at minimum. And you know, when you, you actually look at what we're doing in terms of using AI in this industry, we're really focused on automating the time-consuming portions of a recruiter's job. So some aspects might diminish or they might go away. For example, Scheduling. It's a little bit of tedious work. You need to get it right every time. But it's the kind of thing that in the near future a computer system can probably do. But what that does, we think, is really just free you up to invest more in the human part of the process, more in actually talking to candidates, engaging with candidates, understanding what it is that they have to offer and and what it is that they're looking for in the next role. The same thing with the, the strategy side, as we serve up data more and more to help you make the best strategic decisions, there's actually more of a need for people in the TA organization to be analyzing and understanding that data and planning around it. And that's something that just wasn't possible before because we didn't have those data insights. As we have them more and more, there's gonna be more of a need to, to operate there. So I think it's, it's more of a story of change Uh, than anything else, and I think there's going to absolutely be an important part, uh, an important role for recruiters to play in kind of the human touch in the process and increasingly in understanding what the best course of action is based on the data
0: so just sort of shifting focus to the to to the job seeker side of things um you know one of the things that struck me when i first joined linkedin um you know was it 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 looked like it was going to be the sort of the death of the resume or the you know the the cv as we call it in europe um you know and as yet that doesn't seem to have happened do you you know do you do you think that people will still be using resumes in a few years time or will um you know their linkedin profile sort of finally finally replace those
1: i I think different. You know, I I think a LinkedIn profile is the best way to keep people in your network and online up to date on, you know, how your career journey is playing out. But we see a resume is still an important part of the recruiting process. It's kind of a private representation of you and it's meant to be tailored to a particular audience at a particular time, even customized for different companies a little bit. And we think we can actually help there. We have a role to play. You, know, so you may have seen this last year, but we announced this product called Resume Assistant for Microsoft 365 And subscribers uh, to that product can create a more compelling resume with insights pulled directly from LinkedIn. So, you know, we show, for example, relevant work experience examples, top skills. We're even starting to show you applicable jobs based on your interest, all inside that experience while you're editing a, a resume inside of
0: Microsoft so we're kind of recording this uh, podcast uh, sort of towards the end of towards the end of April and, and it's obvious that you know lots of things are happening in the industry at the moment um, what's LinkedIn looking forward to for the rest of 2018 um, what are you excited about seeing moving moving forward
1: yeah I think the thing that I'm most excited about is the talent insights product that I mentioned which we're going to be launching later this year we've had a few customers playing around with it already and the kinds of things they're accomplishing are pretty incredible the kinds of decisions that they now feel empowered to make and and the understanding of the talent landscape that they now have is just it's been a game changer for them so what i'm most excited about is just seeing what customers think up when we launch that product at scale i think that's going to be an important part of the talent intelligence narrative in the industry broadly and you know just really excited to see uh, see what our customers do.
0: Final question, and uh, you know again, something I, I always ask everyone who comes on the comes on the show. what What's on your radar for the longer term? What do you think um, talent acquisition is going to look like in three to five years' time?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's more of the directions that I've been talking about in terms of automating some of the slower, more tedious parts of the recruiting process and helping recruiters invest more and more in the human parts of the process. I mean, if you think about it from a candidate's perspective today, you know they're often spending so much time filling out applications, going to interviews, and just researching new companies that they might want to work for just to find where they should apply. That that's what's really consuming them, as opposed to having these deeper, meaningful conversations with a representative of that company and really educating themselves on what's gonna be the best fit. And I think as we automate parts of the process and we make it more efficient, so we're giving you a much smaller number of candidates to look at and giving candidates a much smaller number of companies to really deeply engage with, and those engagements are more efficient, I think more of that time will be spent on just understanding fit, understanding the potential of this new person in this new place. And I don't think any of us know exactly what that's going to look like, but I think it's clear we're not hitting the mark yet. I think that there's just a lot of improvement that the industry could see in terms of less tedious work, but more of that human connection.
0: John, thank you very much for speaking to me.
1: Thanks so much, Matt. It's been great.
0: My thanks to John Gerson. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or via your podcasting app of choice. The show also has its own dedicated app, which you can find by searching for Recruiting Future in your app store. If you're a Spotify user, you can also find the show there. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week, and I hope you'll join me.
1: my show.